Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk. My name is Jake Wright, and joining me today is Andrew Reed from ESAI Energy to discuss natural gas liquids, or NGLs. That's right. I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, latest developments in the always topsy-turvy LPG market. So we're going to talk specifically about the global propane and butane markets. And, you know, to begin, let's just take a step back. For uh, most of the last 10 months or so, the market's been kind of partitioned between North America and the rest of the world. And we talk about the rest of the world. The drivers of fundamentals out there are really the uh, Asian market. So I'm going to look at the market from both sides of this partition, both North American and the Asian side. And what does it mean when we say partition? What we mean is that the growth market in terms of supply, the uh, U.S. and Canada, is limited in how much propane and butane can get to the global market. And that affects uh, Asia the most since that is the, the biggest growth market in terms of demand. And we see this in uh, the market in two ways. One is pricing. You know, usually the prices at Mont Bellevue are an export net back to Asia or or roughly uh, an export net back to Asia, which, you know, in in the propane world for the past few years when the markets were balanced, that's typically maybe an $8.50 per barrel discount of Mont Bellevue to the Far East spot prices. And, And similar for butane, But for most of the last 10 months, the uh, difference has actually been double that since the North American stranded product has caused prices in Mont Bellevue and across North America to fall. So, Andrew, what's happening on the North American side of the market? So there are two ways we see this in North America. The first is the depressed prices, which I already mentioned, but of course, the pricing results from overstocking. And what we've seen is that propane and butane stocks were at unusually high levels for most of 2019 and right up through to today. And uh, what's happened is the uh, U.S. and Canada has been limited in how much it can get on the water. Uh, In October and November, the U.S. and Canada put a combined 1.5 million barrels a day of propane and butane into the rest of the global market, which was a big increase thanks to some new export terminals, but it still wasn't enough to really realign the two markets. And what we've seen in particular is overstocking of both products. And since October or November or so, we've seen two things. One is butane stocks have actually come back into alignment with where they were historically. So we see less overstocking in the butane market now, but we've continued to see a big overstocking in the propane market. For example, in the latest weekly EIA data, we saw a build in propane stocks, and that leaves us at the end of January with propane stocks at record high levels in the U.S. and Canada for this particular month of the year. Yeah, we've seen this story of stranded product in the U.S. for some time now. Uh, But what in the meantime has been the impact on the Asian market? A lot of the impact on the global market and other fundamental developments is really visible in the Asian market, particularly 
if we take uh, OECD Asia, especially Japan and Korea. So what we've seen in the Asian market is an acceleration of demand growth in 2019. And that means as more propane and butane flow into the market, a lot of it's getting consumed instead of going into inventories. Uh, Korea really jumps out in this respect. Uh, it has very high uh, pet chem demand growth lately, and that's carrying over into 2020. But you also had strengthening demand growth in China and India. So it really comes from a number of sources. And as a result, what we've seen is uh, if we take uh, the really big indicators for inventories in the Asian market, say Japan, Korea and a few other countries, what we've seen is that stocks seasonally peak in about August and then they decline through winter, especially due to uh, seasonally high heating demand. And this year what we saw is that stocks have fallen further and lower than they have in the previous couple of years. So that constraint to North American exports and strong demand growth has really led to pressure on inventories. So it seems like a very bullish story in the Asian market up until recently. Uh, but a lot of that's changing now with, you know, we're all talking about the uh, coronavirus and a lot of different contexts. And there's some fallout from the coronavirus for the Chinese market. So Andrew, tell us, how does that change the North America-Asia dynamic in the LPG market? Well, what's happened is due to the virus, there's been some disruptions to economic activity. It can be in the form of actual LPG use at businesses. It can be also to its transport and distribution within China. And although this is all just unfolding now, the obvious question is what is going to be the impact on China's LPG imports? And what we're likely to see is that China's LPG imports will fall compared to what they would have been otherwise. And that's going to leave some excess product in the Asian market. And that's going to really more than offset the tightness we've seen in stocks elsewhere in Asia. I see. And this is happening right in the middle of what's normally peak heating season, isn't it? Well, that's exactly right, because right now we should be seeing peak pressure on inventories and suddenly, of course, uh, weaker imports in China kind of reverses that. Uh, in fact, if we want to be more forward looking in the market, uh, not only are we in the peak heating season, but we're also just a short time away from the seasonal collapse of heating demand, which will lead to a weakening market. So I feel as if these developments in China are sort of catapulting fundamentals from some evidence of bullish fundamentals in that market to really uh, fast forwarding to the seasonal weakening of the market. And I think if we want to be forward looking about the North American side of the market, we should also begin to see exports from that market creep higher than what we saw in late 2019. And so we're really transitioning away from what, uh, at least at ESI Energy, we've perceived as some potential bullish upside in the LPG market. Andrew, we know there's a lot of movement in the oil and petroleum product market pricing right now. What's happening in propane and butane pricing? Within recent days, we've seen some really sharp moves in uh, LPG prices in a couple of respects. First of all, if we just look at the Asian market and what's going on in the feedstock markets, uh, you had naphtha prices fall hard in the past week, which is, of course, in part from a lower crude price. But we've also seen the spot propane and butane prices falling in tandem with the uh, naphtha prices. So what we've seen is maybe in a, in a week, we've seen naphtha fall by about $8 a barrel, propane fall by a similar amount, and butane by even more, about $10 per barrel. 
Meanwhile, you really haven't had much movement in the Mont Bellevue prices. So kind of uh, in the blink of an eye, the big price differentials we've seen between Asia and Mont Bellevue have, have almost disappeared. So in some ways, this demand shock to Asia has kind of put the market closer to being aligned in terms of the relinking of the North American and Asian markets. So does that mean the export bottleneck is gone? Well, we have to look at that question from two sides. From the North American perspective, not much has changed. Uh, sure, we can probably export a little bit more now than we could in the fourth quarter, but we don't expect very much export capacity in the next several months. What's probably really changed is things on the uh, global side of this partitioned market, which is at the end of the day, the export bottleneck really depends on how much export demand there is for North American propane and butane. And what we're seeing is probably between the seasonal weakening that the market's anticipating and this demand shock to China, we just don't have the tightness in stocks that would justify a big price differential. So uh, infrastructure-wise, the bottleneck is still there, but in terms of fundamentals in the two markets, they're getting close to alignment. So uh, the next six months will certainly be interesting to watch. We still really lack the kind of spare capacity to say we're out of the woods in terms of, of eliminating the uh, LPG export bottleneck, but the way fundamentals are going, the wide price differentials may be mostly gone. It'll, it'll be certainly interesting to watch in the next six months. Well, as always, there's never a dull moment in the natural gas liquids market. We'll be sure to check back with you in the coming months. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.